I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Yes, indeed. And thanks to the help you get from uh, ASC certified technician Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive. We'll keep it running, even in 10 below weather. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. Uh, you, you are layered this morning, I'm naturally. La- I'm layered. And you know what? I, I, uh, I'm finally old enough that I quit worrying about hat head. And I, <laughs> Hair. I, yeah. I wear, yeah. A, I wear a hat now when I go outside, and it's amazing how much more comfortable it Isn't is. Isn't that true? Yeah. Yeah. So, and, yeah. Uh, and if I, you dress for the weather, it's just fine. And I have this old um, Michelin kind of parka. Uh-huh. Very warm. Yeah. But, you know, I thought. Too warm most of the time. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, it can be. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, who cares, yeah, right? right? Stay warm. Yeah, so I wear, I wear a hat now, and that makes a big difference. Excellent. Well, if you have any kind of a car care question for Dan, uh, car, truck, van, whatever the case may be, we're already getting text messages, uh, call us. Dan's going to be here till about 745, so don't wait. If you do have a question and you need, uh, you think, to bring in your vehicle to your favorite dealer, your favorite shop, maybe you want to know what the heck could be going wrong with it. Uh, and you don't have to be a motorhead either. Uh, Dan will uh, talk you through it, and we'll see if we can analyze what the problem is uh, in your vehicle. So call us or text us, 651-989-9226, or send a text, 81807. And I was thinking, Dan, as I was driving in, I was using Tony's car today because it was garage, and I thought, ah, I'm going to, you know, like you said, you don't just drive a mile or two. Yeah, you got to drive more. You got to drive, yeah, so I took that in today. And I noticed that the... Uh, Sensors, tire sensors, one of them, the rear left, not that it matters, was not showing up on the dash. And I thought, okay, I'll keep driving because I know I've checked right. the, knew, the pressure. Knew they were full. I yeah. knew they were full. Right. And then the light went on, the flat tire light or right. the pressure light, right. whatever you call it. it. Could that just be because the sensor's failing? It, I think it is because the sensor's failing in your case. <clears throat> Although in cold weather, uh, for every, they say, I mean, I'd never prove this, but they say for every 10 degrees that the weather gets colder, the pounds per square inch, the PSI in your tire goes down one pound. One pound. Yeah. So, you know, compared to when it's 30 degrees out versus 30 below out, you're going to lose six or or eight pounds of pressure in your tire. And that, I mean, that's what we see most of at Lloyd's these days is people come in because their tire light is on. Yeah. And uh, it's a curse and a blessing. You know, it's a, a blessing that you get the warning, but it's a curse for me who has to go out in the cold and put a, put air in all these <laughs> tires. Right. Well, I'm, but, I'm, uh, I feel that it's good that I, in some cars, don't have the exact PSI register. They're just, right. You just, just see the light. light on, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 651-989-9226. Now, with 10 below is what we have here in the Twin Cities. Uh, how does that affect, if any, electric cars? You know, that's. Uh, I just read an article on that uh, last week, <clears throat> and AAA. It, the the uh, article was produced, was uh, produced by AAA, and uh, it's it claims uh, in their tests that the uh, capa- that the battery loses capacity of about forty percent in severe cold weather, which you know. 
on a uh, commuter car would be just fine. You know, yeah. if, if the car will no- normally go 150 miles and uh, your commute is only 25 miles each way, it's you're you're going to be just fine. Um, but the uh, but in severe cold weather on a long haul, uh, the battery does lose mm. uh, capacity as any battery does. I don't know if you've noticed on your cell phone or your that's true flashlight or your yeah. you know every battery in the world when it gets cold, uh, it loses power and uh, that's normal. And then uh, then I you know the 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 uh, difference between a, a internal combustion engine and an electric car uh, just in general is of course their energy source you know the the uh, car get, or the internal combustion engine gets its energy from gasoline and right. the electric car gets its energy from the batteries which of course need to be recharged and I think probably the major difference is that the uh, the uh, electric car takes a lot longer to uh, refill with energy <laughs> than the car. It takes just a couple minutes to fill the tank with gas again. Yeah. And, uh, it takes a long time to recharge the battery. Especially in cold. It generally takes a long time it does to anyway. recharge the battery. But, right. uh, but uh, they do make these new superchargers, and electric cars are coming a long ways, actually. They make these superchargers that will recharge the batteries you know, very Shorter quickly. Shorter period of time. Yeah. yeah. But anyway. All right, let's uh, get to the phones. I think Roger is uh, calling from St. Paul. Roger, what's your question for Dan? Hi, I have a 2005 Hyundai that won't start. When it was starting to run poorly, uh, we took it to uh, AutoZone, and they uh, analyzed that it needed a sensor that was difficult to uh, replace, but we did that, and uh, it, uh, it, uh, it didn't start. But the um, the car had started to run worse, and I ran it until it wouldn't run anymore and wouldn't start. And that was probably a month and a half or two months after the sensor had been analyzed. But I didn't take it in again when it started running again. So there's something else wrong. And uh, I don't know how to check... Uh, to see if we're getting gas with that fuel injection. Well, and, yeah, and that's exactly what we would do if, I mean, the first of all, when you take a vehicle in and get the codes read, which lots of places are willing to do for that, um, you have to be careful with the information that you get because lots of, for example, a, we see lots of cars that come in and say, you know, give us the code out of the computer that says oxygen sensor. And there's nothing wrong with the oxygen sensor. The oxygen sensor is working just right. But the oxygen sensor is flagging a code because the engine is running too rich or too lean and the oxygen sensor is stuck in one position. So the computer is telling us, hey, look at the oxygen sensor. Something's going on. It's not telling us you have a code for an oxygen sensor. Replace the oxygen sensor. So I think with just getting the code read, uh, you can get a lot of misinformation, and you need to be careful about that. But at any rate, when a vehicle cranks and will not start, then there's four or five things that uh, when you bring it into the shop, you have to check for. Does it have spark? Uh, does the engine have compression? Does, is, the en- is the timing correct? Is the... Uh, is the uh, head and block of the engine in correct time? And does it have 
both fuel pressure and is it getting signal to the fuel injectors um, to to open and, and close like they're supposed to so the vehicle gets fuel. And uh, a number of those things you can do, you know, in your garage by yourself, but the rest of them you're going to need some help on. <laughs> and, uh, you know, for example, hooking up a fuel gauge on many cars, it's very simple. You just, you know, they give you an access port and you can just screw a little gauge onto that. But on many cars, that's not the case. And you actually have to plumb into the lines mm. and that's probably not comfortable, safe, or uh, you don't have the equipment available yeah, to do that in your home. garage. Yeah. So, um, you know, beyond the obvious things, uh, uh, it gets a little bit complicated. And to answer your question directly, how do you check for to be sure that the vehicle is getting fuel? One thing, one shortcut that you can take is introduce some uh, outside fuel. For example, spray some starting fluid into the intake manifold and see if it fires on that. If it does fire, then then you can say, well, it's probably not getting uh, gasoline then. Uh, if you introduce some outside fuel and it does, it still does not uh, fire, then I don't know. No, that's not for sure that it's still not getting fuel, but more than likely it, 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 it would be getting fuel if it, if it doesn't make any difference. But, okay. uh, you know, check what you can, and then beyond that you're probably going to end up needing help. having to have it towed and get some help on it. All right. Thank you, Roger. Dan, we need to take a quick break. We'll be right back with more. We have uh, texters to help out, too. We'll do that when we return. And welcome back to CCO's Car Care Show. Denny Long here with Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive on beautiful Grand Avenue in St. Paul. Exactly. Pin it down there. Where are you? We are at 982 Grand Avenue, which is right between Lexington and Victoria. You can find us on the web, of course, at lloydsautomotive.net, L-L-O-Y-D-S, lloydsautomotive.net. Or give Nick a call this morning. I okay. think he's there. <clears throat> I will be, too, at 651 228 one three one six. Well, that's very good, Dan, because the texter wants to know if Lloyd's is going to be busy around 10 this morning. The, the texter needs to stop by for a headlight replacement. Yeah, we can probably do that. Yes, Lloyd's is going to be very busy this morning because yeah. we did not get done yesterday. Oh, okay. And it's 10 below zero <laughs> so, yet. Yeah. So so we have uh, we have some catching up to do, but okay. uh, but that's okay. Give Nick a call. Yeah, we can, we can usually handle a headlight. Okay. Texter says this. A 2009 Trailblazer got stuck in a snowbank, had to rock it to get out after after I got out. The steering wheel is off-center. thought it had to be a tie rod, but after driving a while, the steering wheel is going in circles. The car drives normally. It's made about three complete rotations. Uh, any ideas? What do you think happened there? But it sounds That's like it's not good. Not good. <laughs> That's a lot I, of sort of Yeah, I rotations. don't think the steering wheel is connected to the... Oh. To the uh, rack, the steering rack, or something anymore, like it's supposed to be. Something is slipping there. If you've made three complete resolutions, something's wrong. Something's wrong. Yeah, and so uh, uh, I'm not sure if you're comfortable driving that, but perhaps you want to have that towed. I would do and that. You need to have that checked. Yeah, Oof. yeah, that might not be safe. Another texter, by the way, if you want to send down a text eight one eight zero seven, texter says, "Can you tell me how to test the backup sensor on an F one fifty?" Uh, not, no. Can I ohm it out? I'm not sure. I don't know if you can ohm that out. You know, and I'm sorry that I I don't know that, but uh, I have a little bit more sophisticated equipment than that so that I can actually uh, hook up my scan tool and 
and know which sensors are reading and which are not. I can read the codes, and sometimes the codes will even tell me if the, if a sensor has failed. And But let me tell you this, that what I do know is that uh, there's probably four backup sensors in your bumper or three or, you know, more than two usually. And so uh, oftentimes what we will do is just compare. In fact, you know, take if, – if there are three – then ohm all three of them, and if one reads differently, then that's probably the one uh, that has failed. Or uh, the other option would be to, if you want to get a sensor, and I don't think they're very expensive, just change them, change it one at a time, and uh, see if that takes care of the problem. Okay. And, uh, if it does, then that, you know that's another way to kind of shortcut the uh, diagnostic procedure if you if you want to do that. You know, we need to take a bit of a break here. So alerting our listeners, Dan's going to be here for about ooh, another 15 minutes or so. So if you do have any kind of a car care question, call it in or text it in. Phone number 651-989-9226. And the text number, meanwhile, is 81807. Hey, good morning. Welcome back to this portion of CCO's Car Care Show. Danny Law here with Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive. Dan, we have callers, we have texters. Let's see if we can't do kind of a lightning round here. And help some folks out. Steve is calling from uh, Circle Pines, I believe. Steve, you're on with Dan. Hi, thanks for taking my call. Mm-hmm. Say, I was purchasing a used vehicle with 65,000 miles on it, and I was offered a um, extended warranty for all the electrical and and uh, all that for se- it covers 70,000 miles. Is it worth getting? Well, my advice on that is if it makes you feel better. Uh, yeah, but uh, the truth is, there's it's a, it's a you know it's an insurance company that's making money on yeah. selling those, so uh, it's profitable for them. In other words, whatever you pay for it, there's a really good chance that you won't need that amount of repair on your vehicle. And one more thing I would cost you about is read, uh, choose the insurance company very very carefully because. You need to read the small print, and mm-hmm. they'll do everything they can to wiggle out of whatever they don't uh, claim to uh, repay you for or mm-hmm. pay, you know, repairs to pay for. Um, so read all that very, very carefully because if you pick the wrong insurance company, then they're really a bad value. So, But on the other hand, I've seen uh, engines replaced and transmissions replaced. Yeah, that that's the, the other side of the that coin. the insurance company has paid for, and... Those people were darn glad that they yeah. had it. So it's kind of a personal thing. But I'll answer for myself. I do not buy them, but <clears throat> I can also <clears throat> I can also fix my car myself. So that's, that's true. <laughs> you have a distinct advantage I'm, there. I'm probably not a good uh, a yeah. good uh, measuring tool. I don't think you buy extended warranties. No, uh, because you have me. <laughs> so, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it just uh, it's it's a kind but of like personal you, preference. Like, you like said, any, if any it makes you sleep company. better at night, right. do it. Right. And yeah. and lots you know people. There's choices on all all of the yeah. insurances you buy. What are your limits, and what do you? How much do you want to pay for it, and how much do you want? And you know, make, go with what makes you feel most comfortable. All right, thank you, Steve. Good luck. Dan is calling from Clark's Grove. Dan, you're on with Dan. Hello. Hi, Dan. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, I got a 2013 Chrysler Town and Country, and uh, it'll it'll ship first, second, third here. And then it'll drop to, say, fifth, maybe even sixth. So it's skipping a number of the of the middle gears. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Well, there's a number of things that could cause that. <clears throat> Hopefully for you that it's it's a uh, an electronic problem, a solenoid problem that can be, you know, easily accessible and, and repaired. But f- for diagnostics, which you're going to have to bring that into a shop and um, they can get information out of the transmission computer that will give them some codes and some direction on where to go with the repair and uh, decide if it is a, a uh, an electronic problem or a, a, a simple problem or uh, is it something in the transmission itself, a seal or something that has failed uh, that would require the transmission to come out and be overhauled, in, in which case you'll have to make a decision uh, if you want to do that or not. But um, at any rate, uh, you know, the right thing for you to do now is bring that in and, and have some di- have the, uh, a shop do some diagnostic work on it, decide what the problem is, and get an estimate and just, and, and see what, what uh, the repair is going to involve. Okay. Thank you, Dan. Good luck with you. Uh, let's grab some text messages before you leave us, Dan. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it a serious issue with the extreme ice buildup on and around tires from the ice? Some of the clearance is almost zero. No, the tire will take care of that. It'll it'll skim rub it, it off. <laughs> it'll rub it off and skim it off, and and uh, that will be just fine. One thing that I will warn about snow and ice in the deep snow and tires is, you know, you drive through these big snow banks and the wheels and tires get all caked with snow. Yeah, and then the car sits for a little while, and the ice all settles to the bottom of the wheel, and you take the vehicle out on the highway, and that's now ice inside the wheel. And it causes a severe balance problem, and uh, so you get out on the highway and say, "All of a sudden, my my tires and my whole car is shaking. What's going on?" Well, uh, in a in weather like this, that's just what it is. They get caked with snow and ice, and uh, take the vehicle to the car wash, or you know, uh, reach through the the wheel with a screwdriver and knock that ice off the inside of the wheel, and that'll take care of the uh, of the shaking problem. Good thinking. Uh, let's see. Uh, another text. A friend, hi, Dan, a friend who knows a lot about cars gave me a can of seafoam to put into my gas tank this winter to keep my motor in good shape. Is this always safe to use no matter the make or model of the car? I know we've talked about additives yeah, before. I, I think so. I mean, I, I read the can. I The, the label will uh, disclose any of that. And, uh, no, I, I think it's fine, uh, fine to use. Okay. Let's see. Do, 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 if this is uh, all together here, no, this is not. Uh, how can you tell if a head gasket is leaking? <laughs> That's complicated sometimes. Is it? Yeah. Depending upon where it's leaking and how it's leaking, if it's leaking externally, uh, you would look for coolant leaking uh, out. If it's leaking internally, then uh, there's a number of things that we do. One is we can we can check the cooling system with our four gas analyzer and see if exhaust gas is getting into the coolant. That's one way that we'll do it. Uh, the other way that we will do it is we'll uh, pressurize the system, the, the cooling system, and then take the spark plugs out and look inside the cylinder uh, through the spark plug hole with a little scope, you know, a little camera that we have. We call it a bore scope. And uh, the, the, the uh, and then you can look for signs of, of uh, if the Inside of the cylinder has been steam cleaned, for example. We'll know that, or sometimes we'll, if it's leaking enough, we'll even see the color of coolant inside the uh, the cylinder. But 
there's a number of ways to check it, and depending upon the car uh, and the accessibility, there's there's different techniques that we follow. Can you put air in a low tire today if your vehicle is in a garage? Sure. Yeah, why not? Sure. Yeah. You know, we talked about that one thing. The only the only thing you have to be a little bit careful of is uh, any time that you're putting air into a tire is you're introducing some moisture. And especially this time of year, if you're introducing some moisture to the valve core and the valve stem itself, uh, sometimes when you're done putting the air in, <clears throat> it won't seal again. In other words, it's got some ice in there. And so, ah. so just be careful about that after you finish putting air in the tire Check and be sure that the around the valve stem is is dry and uh, has not uh, got ice built up in there and, and is now allowing air to come out through the valve core. Tell you what, Dan, I know we'll see you one week from today. At least we hope we will. Uh, I'm going to grab some uh, text messages we did not get completed today. Great. And we'll open up the show with them. That's a good idea. Good deal. Thanks, Dan. Have a good week. As they always say lately, stay warm. Yeah, not true. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.